So, uh, nine minutes past eight, another young K-pop star's life ending far too soon earlier this week. 25-year-old Soleil's death came less than two years after the suicide of Kim Jong-hyun, late member of boy band Shiny, also managed by SM Entertainment, as it happens. Um, today we're joined by K-pop expert Seidabo Seiji, who's a professor in the Department of East Asian Languages and Cultures at Indiana University. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And, and this has clearly had a, a global impact, given the, the stretching and the breadth of K-pop's popularity in recent years. As someone who's an expert on Korean culture and society, how did you respond personally to the news of this death? Well, um, I was extremely upset. I... I, I was not particularly shocked because suicide is unfortunately a common method for dealing with extreme stress in Korea. Um, however, uh, I personally had been very proud of Sully and the way that she had refused to bow down to criticism online. And I had really wished her the best and... You know, so to see her as, you know, just a 25-year-old, extremely talented star, to see her taking this extreme um, measure, to know that the pressure on her was that terrible, um, it, it obviously, it, it was very upsetting, even if not surprising. Yeah, she did recently host a TV program dealing with online criticism, probably... Um she felt it was necessary to, to, to show the public how serious that can be. Most of us might have some experience with the challenges of online bullying or, or online debates, but when you're a celebrity, it, it, it no doubt takes things to another level, potentially, especially when you're a celebrity that, that's willing to stand up for what you believe in. Um, what did you think about her appearance on that, that, that program, though? Well, I, I thought the program wasn't funny enough. Um, the American equivalent is is pretty funny. Um, I I found the Korean program just sort of shocking in the um, the rawness the rawness of some of the of the criticism that these stars had faced. And um, I, I think that the program may have been a bit irresponsible to ask a young person like Sully to engage again with some of the worst of the worst of the comments that she had received. Because, you know, when you do receive such terrible criticism, you do try to banish it from your mind. You do try to compartmentalize it and and understand that those people, you know, have their, you know, they have a problem if they're making that kind of comment. But this program basically forced Sully to re-experience these terrible comments. And uh, it would have been good if there had been some sort of like counseling or therapeutic um, aspect visible there. And I, I just didn't I didn't get the feeling that the program was taking seriously 
what they were asking a young star like Sully to to do to go back and and re-experience these terrible comments. Right. I mean, I mean, it's quite a a trend online these days for for celebrities to read out some of the criticisms against them, uh, online criticisms, and kind of offer a sarcastic response. But often they are older, more confident, more comfortable. Yeah, they're older stars, and they read out usually one criticism, and they make a pithy response. And it's one thing to read out one criticism. It's very different to be hosting a full-length program and exposing multiple uh, negative um, comments that Sully had experienced in the past. So, yeah, I, I think that um, it's handled very differently in the way that it's been handled in, in Western context. Is there also another comparison to be made between different countries that maybe the K-pop scene is even more pressurized. We we all know about the fans who are militant in their support, but there's a flip side to that as well. Well, I mean, I think that you know, Korean society is very collective. Everyone is part of Udi, you know, Udi hometown, Udi alumni, Udi company, Udi family, Udi nation, and part of being part of this collective means that you get support from it. But it also means that if you stick out, if you're the one who's mismatched, then you get beaten into shape. Um, you get pressured to not cause problems for everyone else within that collective. And, you know, Sully acted out according to typical gender norms in Korea, and people kept trying to beat her back and, and force her to conform. And she refused. And so it's um, I, there is something particular about Korea in in that. Um, also, I think an aspect of being a star in Korea is that it's very hard to maintain a normal life after debut compared to singers or celebrities in other countries. And that's partially because before debut, um, the stars have already been isolated and they don't have the, you know, a family and friends surrounding them in the same way that that somebody might if they were in America. And so they've already spent years in a trainee system and they just don't have like a very robust network of people who know them as individuals, not as celebrities. And, you know, it's even worse in a case like Sully because she was a child actress. So she's basically spent her entire life as a celebrity. And the media in Korea has been saturated with the image of all of the different K-pop stars. And it makes it so that basically everybody can recognize your face. So you can't just walk on the street. And we do see in, you know, in magazines and stuff in America, celebrities just don't wear their makeup and they put on a hat and they go to, you know, the grocery store and, and buy some food. But in Korea, that's virtually impossible. And so I I do think there are some aspects of this case that are particular to Korea or to being a celebrity in Korea. But I really want to emphasize that this online bullying is not only killing people like Soli or like Chae Jin Shil or many other Korean celebrities who've chosen to 
take this extreme step, but it's also killing ordinary young Koreans. It's killing ordinary people around the world. And we need to learn how to save young people from this online bullying because people are just taking their stress and their frustration and their dissatisfaction with their own lives and they're dumping it on celebrities that they see as living a perfect life. And, you know, in the, in the ordinary case, people may be starting vicious rumors or divulging private information about their colleagues on message boards at their company or at their school or, or whatever it is. And we need to fix that sort of behavior. Yeah. So it's, it's not just celebrities who are dying. It's ordinary people who are also dying because of online bullying. Indeed. Um, it, it seems that people will do all sorts of things just for a cheap laugh or a cheap comment online. Dr. Sedabal Seji from Indiana University, thank you very much for joining us first of all today. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Well, let me wish you the same. We've also got Dr. Curie Park, Director of the Mind Care Institute of Korea, to, to look at this from a psychiatric perspective. And thank you for taking the time. Good morning. So, from your medical perspective, did you straight away think this is a case of depression that that wasn't supported, or was, it, was there any other particular reaction that you had to her death? Well, just quick correction. You know, I'm a clinical psychologist, right? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I, 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 I've got Dr. Curie Park, director of the yes. Mind Care Institute of Korea, and <laughs> yeah, I know that just, psychiatry yeah. and psychology have a distinction in your world. But uh, we, want, we, we just want to get the mind perspective, if I can put it in layman's terms. Of course, of course. So um, one of the things that I worried about when I heard about the Sully's case was I, hurry, I worried about the, the impact that it ha- would have um, on copycat suicides and the impact that it would have as a trigger for other young people who would hear of this case and then would trigger thoughts about um, suicidal tendencies in themselves as well. The online hate comments that we were just talking about that, that, that yes. may have put a lot of pressure on a, on a celebrity, but all of us could be potentially vulnerable uh, to yeah. this. Uh, the, the thing is, if you look at this from a mentally healthy position, you might just yeah. say, well, why not just ignore it? But it's just, it's not as simple as that, is it? No, it's not as simple as that. Because these days, a long time ago, we only had to contend with, you know, the thoughts inside of our head, and then the opinions and thoughts of our friends and neighbors that we would actually meet face to face. But now, we have to contend with a virtual community, strangers and people that we don't meet face-to-face, but who are also important to us, either because we join the community or even if they're not, if we're not a part of the community, when we meet the comments in a moment deep in the night or um, in a moment of vulnerability, it could hit us to the core. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be that you have a mental illness or that you're a celebrity. And as I just heard the end comment of the professor from Indiana University, but uh. she's absolutely right in that it, it, uh, it impacts us all. Um, and that these bullying comments that, in fact, these, I think these, inter, in a way, um, internet bullying is, could be like 
a third um, community that's impacting us. The the real face-to-face community um, are the world of our internal thoughts and then this um, virtual community, if you will. The um, other concern here is the role we as the media generally have to play here, especially how we report on the death of a 25-year-old. Often you'll see the media um, report on the death of someone um, at a very premature age, and and when they don't give a cause of death at all, it's kind of presumed that there's suicide involved, but but you can feel like they're trying to be as sensitive as possible to that. Um, there's also, though, the concern of, of going too far the other way and giving grisly details of the suicide, which causes great concern that people will copy that. Um, and, and there is this thing called the Werther effect. Can you elaborate a little bit more and the, the responsibility that we all have in talking about this? Yes. So basically the Werther effect has to do with the idea that a long time ago um, when Goethe wrote The Sorrows of Young Werther, that um, when first the novel came out, there was a slew of suicides after people read the book. And so following on that, uh, people noticed that following um, reports of suicides in celebrities um, or following reports of suicides, that there were um, rises in the number of suicides. And so I think that one of the things that people, but one very interesting fact that people found was that after Kurt Cobain's death, there was not a rise in suicides. And when we look at why there wasn't a rise in suicides, we find that it was because rather than focus on the details of his death, the journalists focus, focused rather on mental health issues and focused on the um, the pain of the family and focused on alternatives to suicide. So in a way, for example, rather than focus on the details of Sully's death, using it to focus on what are the alternatives to suicide, focusing on internet bullying, focusing on what are the mental health issues here and how can we help the young people protect themselves better um, will really help decrease rather than increase suicide. Yeah. I I mean, are we going too far when we try to avoid using the word suicide at all? In other words, are we trying, is there a danger of building it into something that's more mysterious or more interesting than it really is? Um, Is there a balance we can strike where where we can talk frankly and openly about suicide and and, and destigmatize mental health, but at the same time not encourage the Werther effect? So at this point now, we're um, I'm giving my personal opinion. Rather yeah, absolutely. Than give research. that disclaimer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So my personal opinion is, I think that it's probably better rather because because of now again the the how fast uh, people are on internet research and the speed of communication. People already, rumors are spreading quickly about what is going on. So avoiding the word suicide might not really, um, you know, uh, decrease people's awareness of the suicide. So I think it might make more sense just to call it what it is. But again, as I said before, rather than focus on the grisly details of it and sensationalize it, focus more on the details that would actually help people rather than um, make it a trigger. 
Also staying with your opinion and broadening this out to the conversation generally, I've wondered many times um, whether the, the, the relatively high rate of suicides in Korea is simply because of this. It, it's not necessarily that Koreans are more depressed than any other country, that they've got any other particular factors that make them prone to suicide, but rather it's the it, it's the influence of others. Um, and, and once you build some momentum in that direction, even in a horrible direction like this, that, that can account for just a slightly higher rate. But But what's your view on that speculation? I think that sometimes, um, again, my personal opinion is that there is, um, people talk a little bit about the difference between individualistic cultures versus collectivist cultures. And I think that sometimes um, there tends to be this kind of ganging up on the internet. This, not necessarily in Korean culture only, because I've seen ganging up in many, many other cultures as well, this it's almost like lynching, right? right? Where you see on internet bullying this increase in um, sort of severity of the comments, and it gets worse and worse and worse as people add to the comments and become more and more increasingly, increasingly cruel and insensitive. Um, but I think that in Korea, uh, this I, I've seen this happen in real life. Uh, in school bullying, and then I think that it also is emulated on the internet as well. And then I think that sometimes it has these kind of tragic consequences. Thank not you. To, not to limit it to Korea, of course. Well, well we, we just want to reiterate that anyone who could be facing a problem that's difficult to talk about, like depression or online bullying or any other number of interwoven issues, if you've got a family member or a friend who's experiencing those difficulties, that could be what you're worried about. Help is at hand. You can dial the suicide prevention hotline, 15770199, 15770199, the hope line by dialing 129, the lifeline by dialing 15889191, or the youth line 1388. For now, Dr. Curie Park, thank you very much. We'll now get to our hourly bulletin. <laughs> 